Hey guys, this is Craig, and I'd like to welcome you to the Black Sheep Experience. Thank you for hanging out with me on the podcast, man. Your presence here is um, felt and deeply appreciated. So thanks, uh, thanks so much for hanging out. This is also day nine of the 21 Days of Magical Theory. So eight lessons down, and now we're moving on to lessons nine and ten. Today will be nine. Obviously, tomorrow will be ten. But um, these two lessons are creating spells, creating rituals. So now we're moving into the arena of doing you know, real magic. And so hopefully you are beginning to feel like you have a little bit of solid ground underneath you. Once again, if you have any questions, uh, concerns, anything you want to ask about uh, magical theory, feel free to email me at theblacksheepexperience at gmail.com or uh, follow me on Instagram, the Black Sheep Experience, and just send me a DM. I would, uh, first of all, if you're not following the Black Sheep Experience on Instagram and Facebook, please do that. I'd I'd love connecting with you. I love um, making a connection and a relationship with those of you that are part of the podcast. So I really encourage you to absolutely um, follow, make contact, and that sort of thing. I want to know that you're out there. Um, But I digress. If you have questions about Magical Theory or really any, any of the other podcasts as well, uh, just email the Black Sheep Experience at gmail.com or DM me at the uh, at Instagram, right? The Black Sheep Experience on Instagram. So I, I am on both formats, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Predominantly, um, the greatest amount of my time and activity is spent on Instagram. That kind of seems to be my jam, right? <laughs> so uh, yesterday in lesson eight, you learned about sigils and sigils are going to become a very important part of your practice. So hopefully you spend a little bit of time kind of um, learning how to make those and, and got comfortable with that process. Again, um, how you actually make the sigil is not as important as what you're going to do with it. So we don't want to get too hung up on that. I don't recall if I, if I mentioned in lesson eight about Alan Chapman's book, um, advanced magic for beginners, but he talks a lot about sigils in that book. And, um, even sometimes you can find it online for free, although I suggest you buy it. But, um, he talks a lot about sigils and, um, what their actual function is and how they work and all those kinds of things. So it's kind of an interesting read. All right, so welcome to day nine or lesson nine, a very important lesson. Today I'm going to teach you how to create your own ritual or spell, right? Or at least we're going to jump into it. We'll probably have to finish on lesson 10. Um, when I first started, um, I searched the internet for how to do a spell. And I, I couldn't find a decent podcast or video anywhere. And I was really frustrated and really um, agitated that I couldn't find just some kind of simple formula for creating a spell, right? To where at least I knew I was doing something or part of it right. I do realize now that much of magic is one's own um, craft to create for themselves. However, there are some base ideas and... Um, constructs that really need to be a part of a magical spell or ritual. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. So let's start off with a little bit of reality, right? Magic works 
as long as you believe in magic, right? In other words, I presented uh, philosophies to you, uh, science quotes and quantum physics truths that all is energy and that energy can be programmed and manipulated to create coincidences and synchronicities that go in our favor, right, or, or in favor of our intentions, and in the occult world, we call that magic, right? So I've, I've given you those, I've given you that knowledge, but it comes down to if you believe in that, or for whatever reasons, you have your own inner guidance that causes you um, to believe <clears throat> otherwise, then you're going to have problems you know, doing magic. So let me rephrase that. I, I think I got a little jumbled up there. So I presented you with several scientific truths, right? And then several philosophies that validate, well, not validate, but harmonize with those truths. But it comes down to whether or not you really believe in that. If you believe that you can do magic, or if you have always kind of had this inner knowing that there was something more and that you're deeply connected to that more, then you're going to find that magic works very well for you. Now, I'm a natural skeptic, and that is part of who I am, right? Um, so I think that you can bring skepticism into the practice, and I think that you should bring serious discernment into the practice and um that's part of what your actual your magical record or your book of shadows is for we're documenting our practice and we're seeing what works so you can bring um skepticism into the practice and and i i wholeheartedly encourage that i i'm skeptic of everything really that i hear and then i work that out um, for myself and decide, you know, whether I believe in something or don't believe in it. And so just don't buy into anybody's ideas, including my own. Um, create and craft and, and, and um, research and forge your own truths, right? But if you believe that this is science, while still somewhat unfinished, um, if you believe this science and uh, also know that your own mind is capable of participating in that quantum field, in that energy, then that's all you really need. And so that's going to be kind of the basis of where we are. And I can't stress this enough. As as previously discussed um, and as validated by several non-Christian practitioners, right, you don't need to believe in particular gods or deities. Magic isn't angels, uh, demons, gods, Satan, other pantheons. That's not what magic is. Instead, if you can accept that magic is an organic and natural reality, as organic and natural as yourself, then you're ready to be a witch, right? A magician. Choose the name. But if you can keep it base level, if you can keep it simple and understand that the energy that you're using is the energy that you essentially are, that you're connected to all things and your intentions, the energy you put into the stratosphere, into the quantum, into the ether, into the chaos, whatever, makes a difference, then you're ready to go. Okay? So let's start here with what you're going to need. You're going to need your magical record. Um, first of all, you need to write down the structure for the following spell that we're about to create. Right, and then you're going to need it um, for your own personal spell work. You're going to need a piece of paper, right? 
uh, and a writing utensil because that's to the creating of the sigil is going to be part of your spell. Okay, so here's the standard layout for a spell or ritual. And you can use this over and over and over, and you can modify this to your pleasing in ways that um, we'll discuss along the way. However, um, in your magical record, I want you to write down these steps for creating your own spell, right? Um, and number one is, what are you spellcrafting, or what are you ritualizing for? And we discussed this a bit in Lesson 8, but let's recap. So, what is it that you want? And you need to think, really think about this for a moment. Here's why. Magic does work. So let's be very clear about what you believe that you want and then write that down. So that's step one. What is it that you want? Okay. Step two is called an ecology check. And so you're going to take what you want and you're going to begin to dissect this just a bit. Um, does what you want harm anybody? Does it override the will of another human being? What backlash would accompany this spell if it became reality? In other words, um, what are some of the... Um, I guess the, you know, what's some of the fallout if this intention were to come to life? Can you handle this coming true? I mean, if this occurs, are you going to be able to emotionally handle the responsibility of it or the backlash or the fallout of it or what it's like to live life with that intention as a reality? Um, visualize, visualize what your life will be like if the intention comes true. Is it what you want? Okay. So those first few ecology checks are important. And you need to write those down in your journal, right? Does it harm anybody? Does it override the will of other human beings? What backlash would accompany this spell coming into reality? Can I handle this being true or coming true? Visualize what your life would be like if this intention comes true. Is that what you want? Now, we haven't talked much about divination, so here's a good point to or good part to. It won't be necessary. It's not necessary for every spell, but it should be a part of your practice, right? Um, now, probably some of you are not at a place where you're doing divination yet. But again, you need to integrate this into your practice. Here's my recommendations. Um, tarot, which there's a learning curve here for sure. Um, however, I have found a lot of introspection and accuracy with tarot. To me, it's a very effective system of divination. I absolutely love it. Um, you can start reading tarot from day one right um and i'll give you a couple of i will give you a couple of resources to help you one is tarot in a day that's a great website for learning how to read tarot very very quickly 
it's going to take you a lot more than a day, probably a week, but tarot in a day is really good. And then um, another resource where you can find out the meaning of, it, of every card, right, is biddytarot.com, which is B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T.com. And that's a great site. So you can start reading from day one from biddytarot.com, and eventually you can learn uh, through tarot in a day within about a week. But it still takes some time, and that won't make you an expert, but it's a great system of divination. I highly recommend it. Oracle cards can be a very good a system as well. A lot of people have a great deal of success with Oracle cards. Uh, I only have two sets. One set is pretty good. And I have a lot of good success with it, and I enjoy it. The other deck is an angel deck, which I wanted really bad. But honestly, it just doesn't seem to work for me. And I know a lot of people that use angel cards and do very well with those other uh, types of oracle cards. And that's all they use. They don't read tarot at all. And they absolutely love it and have a great deal of uh, accuracy with them. Uh, I have personally found tarot to be, uh, that's kind of what works for me, right? You should also have a pendulum. Uh, you can get those on Amazon for next to nothing. I think the last pendulum I bought on Amazon was like six bucks. Um, but I would get a pendulum. And those are very easy to use as well. Um, I, I suppose we could do a small class on pendulums. Um, other tools of divination that I don't have any experience with, but I know people use them, are runes, the I Ching, crystals, and then, of course, there's many, many others, right? So what your divination, what you would be asking, for instance, like the tarot, is what is the energy of my spell work, right? What are my intentions in this? You need to know that. Um, what are the most likely outcomes of my spell work? And then an advice card. So just a three-card draw on the tarot to do an ecology check. So if you do that and it all seems good to go, then you can begin. Right? So you are finding out um, what are you spellcrafting for? And, you know, you need to have an idea. What, why am I doing this? Um, the next thing you need to do is an ecology check. And, you know, some of these are... Um, some of these are personal, right? Does it, does it harm anybody? You know, we have to decide whether you're okay with that or not. Does it override the will of other human beings? Typically in magic, that's not acceptable. Um, and then, you know, what, what is the backlash? What is my life really trying to think about what it would be like? What would it be like if I really got this job? Would I be able to handle the job? What about the other people on the job? The stress that comes with the job. So when you're doing an, an ecology check, what you're really doing is you are thinking about the spell or the desire that you're getting ready to work for. And is this something I really want? 
is this something I truly want? And here's why. A lot of people do magical practice and then they get the thing that they wanted only to discover it's not what they wanted. But the energy now is out there. And it seems like, well, I'll just recreate new energy to negate. No, it doesn't work that way because energy doesn't work that that way, right? The vibrations are in the air. And you can't just call those back. Now, you'll see a variety of, of things on different websites that say you can, and here's a spell for this, and here's a spell for that. I have never seen that work that way. Um, usually when that energy with this kind of passion and fervor um, and, and focus is placed into the atmosphere, um, it's like a pebble, you know, the old pebble in, in, in the lake thing. You can't stop all the vibrations that come from dropping that one pebble into the water. They just continue to go on and on and on. And so you're really trying to, to determine, is this something I want to do magic for? Is this something I want to put into the atmosphere and into the universe? And then with the um, divination, that won't be a part of this original spell, but I would encourage that you that you become a part of that. So you decide what you want to do magic for, right? You do your ecology check. And if it all works out good and you're still thinking, yes, I want to move forward. Um, then you begin by creating a simple point intention. And we discussed this again in lesson eight, but let's recap. So what is it you want? You really think about that one for a moment. When you come up with that, whatever it is that you desire, you're going to move to the next step and create a positive statement in the form as of <laughs> positive statement in the form of as if it had already happened. So the phrase that we used in the last lesson was if you wanted or needed a new car, your statement might be, I love driving my new car. So you've been through the ecology, you, you've decided what you want, you've been through the ecology check, and now you're going to create this simple intention statement in the affirmative um, and in the possessive, if that's the right way to say it. So in other words, you already have it. I love my new job, right? Um, I love living in... California. I love living in Florida. I love living in wherever it is that you want to go. So you're creating a positive in the now type statement. Okay. Okay. So we're going to break off at this point. If you could bring this with you tomorrow, this, this intention statement, your ecology check and all of that, then we will move on to doing um, an actual magic ritual. Blessings, done.